0: Could
1: Netflix be looking at breaking into gaming? And is Nintendo preparing to close down the Wii U and 3DS shops? Welcome to episode 32 of the Retro Gaming Dads podcast, the weekly podcast for everything retro and retro-inspired. Today, it's just me and Phil.
0: Yeah, Anthony is still sunning himself in this glorious, far-too-hot weather.
1: Yeah, well, when he gets back on the weekend, that'll all be over. Typical (laughs) British summer.
0: Yep, and we're due for thunderstorms and cold weather again. Yes.
1: So, other than dying in this blistering 25 degree heat. <laughs> 25? It's well, no, uh, well yes, yeah, hit 30 a couple of times, but mid-20s, that's when the UK just shuts down. It gets too hot. Yes. So, apart from dying, melting into a puddle, have you been up to anything this week? I really i have just been melting it into a puddle. It's been so difficult to
0: do anything in this temperature.
1: Yeah, I, I must admit, I've I, I've just been going to work, coming home, and just falling onto the bed. Don't worry, though. In a few months, we'll be complaining that it's raining and too cold. We're here on about a few months. We'll be doing that this weekend. Probably, yeah, that's, that's true. That's yeah, true. but it wouldn't be UK if we weren't moaning about the weather.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, we wouldn't be entering our middle ages if we weren't complaining about the weather either.
1: Well you know about we've been doing it since we were kids. Well, that's true. It's a national pastime. <laughs> so, with the bad weather starting to roll in next week, you know you you go be stuck indoors. How about a new strategy RPG with mechs? How's that, that does sound? sound? Pretty
0: good. That does sound pretty good.
1: Well, for the first time in thirty years, in the entire lifetime of this series, Super Robot Wars is finally coming to the West.
0: It is about time. <laughs>
1: I must admit, th- this is one of those series that I keep seeing, but because it was almost exclusively in Japanese, I think there was some um, SEA releases that were in English, but yeah. again, they were never released over here. This this looks interesting. I know it's probably one Anthony would be interested in.
0: But I was going to say, isn't this literally all of your interests in a single package? Big Max Tactical RPG... Sonic the Hedgehog's not though. True, okay. Most of your interest <laughs> in a single package? Um.
1: I don't know. I, I've, I've not really played the game an awful lot, so can't comment, but definitely one I'll be looking for. I had a quick look at the minimum specs, and it's well below the Steam Deck uh, specifications, <laughs> so might be a good game for taking on the road with that. So you're saying you can go mobile with your mobile suits? Yes, you can. So... This series, as I say, it's it's not one that I know an awful lot of. It's one that I see in passing every so often when I'm browsing through Play Well,
0: this, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because it's more of a collection of popular IPs for, through anime and the like,
1: rather than yeah. its own IP. Well, it's, it's over 20 different IPs in this tile, which I thought, wow, until I looked at the list of IPs, and I think like 19 of them are Mobile Suit Gundam variations. <laughs> sounds about right, to be honest. Um, again, Gundam, um, I'm not a big fan of it. The last Gundam games I played was Side Story 0079 on the Dreamcast and Endless Waltz on the SNES. Brilliant games. And when I say the last Gundam games I played, they the only two Gundam <laughs> games I've played.
0: <laughs> well, we'll not get too far into it, but I th- Gundam's very different depending on the series you watch. Hmm. They do vary a lot. So it's probably one of the ones that you, you might have to give a try sometimes. And if that particular series isn't for you, then look at one of the other series. No. Maybe. Maybe.
1: Actually, just really quickly, one series that was in this that I was really surprised to see and one that I do know of was Magic Night Ray Earth. I loved that. Series.
0: I actually bought the entire series on DVD. Did I, don't, you? I have no idea where they went, but I, I had them on DVD. Great series. Uh,
1: no, I just remember playing it. Uh, one of our mutual friends actually had it on the sun. I'd hate to even know how much that's worth now.
0: Yeah, yeah, so would I. Because yeah. we've t- we've talked about Imaginary Earth before, actually, haven't we? When we've been talking about archiving and the like.
1: Yeah, well, we we talked about it recently because they lost part of the game. Yeah, but I think we have mentioned it in the past as well, just as a a good Zelda esque role playing game. Which is
0: weird when you actually watch the uh, the anime and you realise that it's only a fantasy for about the first bunch of episodes and then it becomes a full-on mecha anime
1: <laughs> i must admit <laughs> without spoiling anything i i like the twist at the end of the game i assume it follows the anime but i've never watched the anime so i can't confirm it, it yes right yeah the the twist at the end i didn't when i was playing through it i never saw it coming
0: yeah anyway, it's good it's worth a watch though i've not watched it in years
1: but yeah it's it's nice to see a bit more of a an outsider for the mech series, or at least one I'd assume would be classed as an outsider for the mech series in a game like this. So that's yeah Vulcan. So the the rumour is though, the reason why it's possible for
0: it to finally come out over here is because the Macros stroke Robotech stuff's not in there. Yeah. It's got a lot of litigation though out in the US. Mm. So yeah, that's probably where the license happened, hence why it came out in the US as Robotech and not Macros.
1: Yeah. So I assume that they've just dropped that completely because I didn't see that on the list of series. It sounds like it. Right. Yeah, it sounds
0: like it, and that's possibly what's allowed it to be released.
1: Well, it's due out end of October, 27th of October, and it is, as far as I'm aware, only coming to PC. I haven't seen any console releases for it. Is that correct? Yeah, currently for Steam. If you're in the UK, it's thirty nine ninety nine for the standard version. But you can go, Gary, and I say, I'm pretty certain it'll work on the Steam Deck. (laughs) Speaking of MET games, there's a new Gundam game coming out as well, isn't there? Yeah, again, I can't believe Anthony is missing talking about Gundams.
0: I know, he's going to be listening to this and
1: complaining no end. I must admit, I saw this, got a little bit excited, and then read what type of game it was, and uh, all excitement went. Yeah, you're not a fan of team-based shooters, are you? Nah. Well, I don't mind team-based shooters. I don't like class-based team-based shooters. Like, I do yeah. not mind playing SWAT on Halo or something like that.
0: Yeah. It's it's more the likes of Overwatch that you're not keen on, where it's you pick a class and the like.
1: Yeah, I just could never really get into it. Especially, I can understand I'd, I'd try a class out, and so I just get people's screaming abuse at me going you've gone the wrong character we're going to kick you and i'm like oh for god's sake i I don't even know what the character is it's a robot with a big gun and we just want to try and shoot someone please (laughs) now you need to go mercy who the hell is mercy i don't want to be healer go away yeah that sounds about right to be honest yeah so yeah so this one's due out
0: in 2022 so Japan only, I believe, at the moment?
1: Uh no no, I think it's getting a worldwide release, but there is a Japanese only beta I think it's next month, eighth and 9th of August, I think it was. Yeah, I believe... yeah, I believe that is the case. Yes. So the game it's six V six, there's a couple of different game modes which again sound all very overwatchy or valoranty. This isn't one to interest me.
0: Yeah, well, it's, well I, re- I reckon it'll be interesting when it comes out. We'll yeah. have to have a look.
1: So I did actually watch a little clip of this, and it just looked very much like Overwatch. The mobile suit that they selected, it was even skirting around, and it had, like, dual cannons. It looked very much like, is it D.Va? D- yeah, best best character in Overwatch. Yeah, it, it just looked like they were playing as D.Va, to be honest, with a skin. Well, it's probably one I'll try, because I do enjoy Overwatch. Yeah, I I think Anthony played a bit of Overwatch, so, you know, with it being Gundam, he'll probably be into this. Most definitely. This one, though, probably won't be going on me Steam Deck when I get it. (laughs) If, if you get, well, say when. (laughs) Well, when I get it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I will get it, it's just whether or not the specs will be current at that time. Yeah, I mean, PCs might have changed in 2040. Yeah, well... While we're talking about specs for Steam Deck. Well, there's been some updates, hasn't there? Yes, they have updated it, and something that is actually in my favour as well, potentially. Hopefully. So they have confirmed that the storage is not soldered onto the board, and it is actually a socketable M.2 slot.
0: I like this choice. The only question is,
1: how easy is it going to be to upgrade? Yeah, I'm sure iFix will rip it down within like a day or two oh, of it, being just, out. Even if it was soldered onto the board, they would have done that anyway because that's
0: what iFix will yeah. do.
1: Yeah, yeah. But the fact that potentially I may be able to go out and buy a, you know, a, a terabyte NVMe drive for a hundred, hundred and odd pounds and upgrade it for cheaper than it would have been to buy the yep. half a terabyte version.
0: I mean, this, this being the case, it makes the 64 gig a reasonable option well yeah I, f-
1: I think it was reasonable to begin with you know what i mean you know what i mean depending on what you wanted but if i wanted to put windows on it th- this might be much more reasonable yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. most definitely So that was pretty interesting and an- another little spec bump i suppose that i've announced is the low power ddr5 ram that they used in the machine everyone assumed it was dual channel because That's just a normal assumption to make. They've actually announced it's quad channel, so that should help the graphics performance, like by a quite a good chunk.
0: They've definitely put a lot of thought into this. This little yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) they're definitely losing money in this thing. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) no way they
0: are making a profit.
1: You're right. No, no, are they? Again, as we mentioned last episode, I think this is kind of to prompt other manufacturers to bring out their own version of a Steam Deck or a handheld yeah. running Steam OS, ideally, so that they can then get the sales from games on their store to recoup that money. That, and I think they're possibly looking at this as a
0: the same sort of idea that perhaps Microsoft have looked at with the Series X: sell the hardware at a loss, get as many people into the ecosystem get as many people buying services as they can
1: yes what i would say is microsoft for a start have a lot more services that they can sell you yes that is a fair point point. and it's not as if you can get your xbox and flash the playstation firmware on it and play ps5 games. also a very fair point whereas this it's a lot more open yep. however if there was a company other than Microsoft that could release a handheld PC device and that could kind of make their own ecosystem out of it, it would be Valve. I can't think of anyone else. Epic's store, uh, catalog, isn't big enough to do that.
0: No, I mean, Epic are getting bigger. They are certainly a competitor to Steam, but they are not the same size.
1: Well, Ubisoft have said that they will be releasing their games onto um, the Steam Deck.
0: So, potentially
1: onto Steam. At the moment, they're not on Steam, but I believe they are on the Epic Game Store, as well as their own platform. I thought they were just on Ubisoft's own platform. I didn't realise they were on Epic as well. I think they are, but it's showing that they're enticing more people to come across. So, Epic's lower cut, I think they're, is it 85-15 cut that they do, rather than 70-30,
0: something like like that. that. The the developers do get outside the developers. The publishers do mm. get more from Epic.
1: So that might not be enough to entice people to abandon Steam completely.
0: Well, yeah. Especially with less
1: handheld coming out. It's very true. Well, while we're talking about storefronts, potentially there may be a new one coming in the next couple of years from Netflix. Yeah, interesting rumour, this one. Yeah, so in a earnings calls, they've actually announced that the agora have... A bit more of a push into gaming. Now, it'd be interesting to see the route they take with this, because they have mentioned
0: that it's going to be more mobile games and interactive games, so like Black Mirror, Bandersnatch, like yes. Minecraft Story Mode, um, which they've got a little bit on Netflix
1: already. Mm-hmm. be interesting to see where they take it. Well, they have already had a mobile game, which is the Stranger Things mobile game. Yeah. So... They have said it will likely be something they'll include in the subscription. You won't pay extra for it, but it will be limited to probably mobile devices at the start.
0: Here's the question, though. Will
1: they be the Netflix of gaming? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. If anyone can be the Netflix of gaming, it might be Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) Only time will tell. Yeah. Now going away from software, go to a bit of hardware. Have you seen the new Retro Fighters PlayStation controllers? I've not seen much of this. But then again, I don't think, hey, I'm going to go and look for new controllers for my
0: PlayStation and PlayStation 2.
1: What? You, you mean you stop at a reasonable number of controllers? I, I have two controllers. For systems that are 25 years old? <laughs> I,
0: I have two controllers for my PlayStation 2. The fact that I have a PlayStation 2 is is is
1: one thing for me. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. If you've not seen them before retro fighters they've done a couple of controllers they actually do an n64 controller that you will actually like
0: can it looks use it like a two real hands.
1: controllers y- yeah you can use it with two hands the i still adamantly say that the normal n64 controller is perfectly serviceable with two hands a i mean you can is say that. <laughs> these controllers they look nice The wireless, two point four gigahertz wireless, when you buy them, you get a USB recharging cable and a little dongle that plugs into the controller socket on your PlayStation or PlayStation 2. That's cool. The face buttons are pressure sensitive because the PlayStation 2 had some games where they were apparently pressure sensitive. I literally cannot think of a single one on the PlayStation. I didn't even realise the PlayStation had pressure sensitive buttons. Yeah, so did the original Xbox add analog face buttons. Huh. The only game I can actually remember that actually took advantage of that, though, was Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball. <laughs> there was there was a game where um, you stood on, like, a float in the pool and depending on how hard you pushed it, they'd, like, bump each other with the bums and you had to knock the other one off the float.
0: You remember that far too well.
1: Oh, I know you remember it. No, I really yeah, don't. Yeah, you do. <laughs>
0: So anyway, yeah, you did. <laughs> one one complaint I am going to put forward about this controller. Go on. Asymmetric okay. thumbsticks,
1: Not asymmetric. symmetrical symmetrical thumbsticks. thumbsticks. Well, in all fairness, that's how PlayStations are. It is. Doesn't mean I wouldn't prefer asymmetrical. Well, yeah, but they're, they're not going to change it up completely for PlayStation owners, are they? I mean,
0: they should help them get into the actual comfortable gaming circle.
1: Yeah. The worst two types of gamers in the world. PlayStation gamers who use symmetrical analog sticks and people who use inverted controls.
0: Hey, there's nothing wrong with inverted controls. There's nothing wrong right with inverted
1: controls unless you're playing a flight sim.
0: That's Best the controls.
1: one and only situation you need them. Anyway, back to the controllers. So these controllers, pretty reasonably priced, £25. Um it's not bad. That gets you rechargeable controller, USB cable, and the dongle for your PlayStation or PlayStation 2.
0: So is it only PlayStation or PlayStation
1: 2? There's no... Yes, there's no Bluetooth in it. It's like the Xbox controllers where it uses that 2.4 gigahertz range, and you can't really use it with anything else because the dongle itself has a PlayStation controller port socket right. on it.
0: Right, so it's not been designed to be able to plug in via usb or other options as well it is just not
1: that off. they definitely haven't mentioned that maybe with a firmware update you could have it wired or i, I don't maybe they'll release maybe. a usb version and a dongle in the future i do not know
0: it'd be nice but for 25 pound you can't complain too much
1: no you can't complain because i've used the n64 controller i think it was called the brawler and it was a nice controller it didn't feel cheap Felt quite solid in your hand. Felt a bit weird using a more traditional shape controller for an N sixty four game. But no, it, it felt like a nice modern controller. Well, so it was a Kickstarter on this one, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it's still in Kickstarter. It's still twenty eight days left, and they've smashed right through the target fifteen thousand pound. And I think they were on fifty five thousand when I looked just before wow. we started this podcast so well, clearly a demand for them then oh absolutely there's a hundred uh, sorry there's a thousand backers already so wow definitely and the good thing is this is a company that's released multiple products before so this isn't yeah. like the first product that may or may not come out like this again as i always say with kickstarter there's always the risk that either the product won't actually get released at all or it will get released and the manual won't fit in the box I mean,
0: uh, and the game will be of dubious quality
1: <laughs> well you didn't even get the game in the box <laughs> but they couldn't fit the manual in so i would go fit a game in there as well, well. yeah anyway not, not anyway. that you're uh you're still bitter about that one. no no it's so subject <laughs> speaking of source subjects still not got Scott pilgrim um well <laughs> <laughs> moving on to more playstation hardware there's possibly a revision of the playstation 5 Coming out already. It's a surprise on this one, actually, given how recent the... the, Well, I say recent. Mm. They're coming up to a year old. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Honey, what? What are we in now? What are we in? July. Oh, yeah, July. on to August. (laughs) Almost August. So, well, eight months. Eight months. That's... It, It doesn't sound as bad eight months compared to a year.
0: Yeah, it doesn't sound as bad, you're right. But still, I just... Yeah, it's it's this year straight like this and last year striking again.
1: Well, June apparently the Xbox in the US absolutely trounced PlayStation in terms of sales. Wow, but by a significant amount, apparently.
0: Part of this could be production yields because uh, PlayStation has been having well, so many. has been having a torrid time with trying to get production going. Yes,
1: yes, and I think that's probably a big reason why Microsoft have outsold them so yeah. much not that microsoft aren't having their own issues oh no but everyone is i think when this comes out i wouldn't be surprised if it looked identical to the current digital only model yeah and simply was an internal change they've done it with the well they've done it with all the systems especially the ps1 and well again all of them the playstation but, yeah. 3 the original george form and grill style one that had so many revisions Do you with externally looked pretty much the same
0: that's true but then again they had to with that
1: one because it cost a small fortune (laughs) well yeah although in all fairness it was still by far the cheapest blu-ray player when it came out
0: yeah that's true that is true and you did get for your money a playstation one two and three
1: well yeah in the original one yeah yeah just going off on a tangent a bit when that came out everyone was buying them as blu-ray players because we only actually had two blu-ray players that we sold in the store that I worked in there was the playstation 4 or the sony i think it was the bd 1000 which was 999 pounds for a blu-ray player see this is a big part of why the playstation 2 did so well because when that came out it was the cheapest pl- it
0: was the cheapest dvd player around
1: i don't know if it was the cheapest but it was definitely like one of the most feature packed ones
0: yeah and you, know,
1: you- watch dvds you could obviously connect up to your hi-fi use it as cd player you could play games on it you play playstation one games and use all your peripherals
0: yeah i think that did help with the playstation 2's popularity yeah and i don't think it hurt the playstation 3's popularity but i just don't think blu-rays had the same mass appeal as dvds had
1: no I, i don't feel like they ever took off as much as dvds did because yeah. not long after that you started getting streaming services yeah, exactly yeah i'm not being funny I, i'd rather just stream a movie even if i just rent it on like itunes for three pounds to watch it that once than go out and pay 20 pounds for a blu-ray that again yeah. i may only watch once yeah, It is true it is true i i can't say we ever really watch much in the way of blu-rays
0: it was always we went from dvds to streaming everything on the likes of netflix
1: yeah it's a bit odd for movies and music i prefer streaming but for games i'm very dubious about having an all digital gaming library as the next news articles go um cement
0: yeah i mean nintendo being nintendo let's be honest <laughs> yeah
1: nintendo being nintendo so nintendo of now discontinued the ability to be able to use credit and debit cards on the Japanese Nintendo eShop for the Wii U and the 3DS.
0: Which is interesting. I mean, the 3DS I can somewhat understand, given its age.
1: Well, the 3DS had games released this year. Did it? Yeah. We've talked about a few of them. Of course we have. And the, the Wii U itself still had a game released, I think it was last year. Yeah.
0: Nintendo doing what they do, isn't it, though? They, they mm. do
1: seem to be really quick
0: to close down digital storefronts.
1: They've done a similar thing with the Wii. So, first of all, they pulled the ability to buy Wii points. Yeah. Then they pulled the ability to buy anything with a debit or credit card. It was only pre-existing points. Or you could go to the shop and buy, like, a 500-point card from game or yeah. somewhere. But that was... That was their first step to discontinuing the service, which they, I think, they did quite quick. It was within like within the year, definitely. Yeah. So this doesn't bode well. I might even have to pull down my 3DS out the loft and just make sure I download all my digital titles. Years. It's probably a good shout. Mm. It's
0: a shame because the 3DS is still a still
1: a good console. Yeah, it's, it's still got plenty of great games that I haven't even oh, yeah. played yet. I need to. I still need to finish Bradley Second Mm. because i I really enjoyed bravely default yeah and it's got really good um dead or alive on there as well dead or alive dimensions Dimensions. i think it combines like the first three games into one game yeah i enjoy that as well it looks amazing especially with the three day yes sonic generations well see that's not too bad because at least i've got them on cartridges well yeah obviously there's plenty of pokemon games on there you've got x y omega ruby and alpha sapphire is it I think so. You've got Sun and Moon and Ultra Sun and Moon. So, plenty of mainline Pokemon games on there as well. It it kind of feels like they've just
0: geared up the Switch to take over everything and be the only console.
1: Mm, But the problem is, you can't play, it's not as if you can play most or even a good chunk of these games on the Switch. You can't. At least anything that was good on the Wii U has been pushed across to the Switch. There's there's a few exceptions.
0: That's because the Switch lasted for about a year.
1: Before. Do you mean the Wii U lasted for about a year? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what did I say? Switch.
0: <laughs> Meant Wii U. Right.
1: Thought <laughs> you might have. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah the, that Switch, it's not really doing that well. Never never take off. Yeah. Yeah, the, the,
0: the Wii U kind of, it, it was a bit ill-fated when it came out. It didn't last all too long.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it genuinely didn't help that I had people asking is it just the controller and why is it so expensive yeah. for the weight? And like, no, it's a brand new system. When it released, it literally was the next generation of systems after the PS3 and Xbox 360. Yeah, and, you're exactly. I mean, they people were like, kicks off this generation. They were like, why do you want a new controller that has a little TV on it? I just use my old controller and watch it on the TV. It didn't help it. it had a bit of a lackluster launch lineup as well.
0: But, Unlike other gaming companies that have had very lackluster launches, it's not been the end of them because the Switch is a phenomenal success.
1: Yes. Well, Nintendo have a lot of money. They True. weren't in the situation that Sega was when they released, say, the Dreamcast. Which, by the way, had one of the best launch lineups.
0: Oh, the Dreamcast. Phenomenal titles Literally, it was Straight
1: just- away, Sonic Adventure and Soul Calibur. Just yeah. those two games alone, if they released nothing else, would have been worth it.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bruce Stinger was uh, another brilliant game that came out pretty close to the launch window.
1: Yeah, uh, that was a launch title. That was um like a full 3D Resident Evil-style game, but a bit yeah, bit tongue-in-cheek.
0: Yeah, well, you had Code for Honour, well, but I can't remember how late in the actual launch that
1: was. I think that was within the first year, but I don't think it was it's... within the launch window.
0: Yeah, and I know it was early in on the console, but again, it was dedicated Resident Evil. And yeah. the game looked really good. It's just, I think I think it was actually the Saturn's ill success that killed the Dreamcast more than anything else. Well, yeah. It
1: D- doesn't help when um, the people who are supposed to be promoting the Saturn say, yes, Saturn's not our future. It's true. <laughs> that does not help. It really doesn't. So, I don't know how I feel about digital gaming. Because... Obviously, earlier in the year, Sony tried to pull something very similar by discontinuing the PSP, the Vita, and the PlayStation yeah. 3 stores, and they they continued through with the PSP store, but gave the PS3 and the Vita a bit of a reprieve, but for how long?
0: Well, yeah, I think up to the PS3 and 360 generation, digital gaming was still very much in its early days. Yeah. So all the games that came out were pretty much available physically. And that was the main way of getting them. Yes. But towards the end of that generation, and certainly the Xbox One and PlayStation 4's generation, digital was here. And I think if they tried the same thing with the PlayStation 4 or the Xbox One stores, it'd be an uproar.
1: Well, I think... I don't know so much about the PlayStation 4 store, but the Xbox One store is essentially inseparable from the xbox oh, yeah,
0: series is. x store which is good i like that microsoft have done that and it's given me a lot more faith in buying i mean all my microsoft games are digital
1: yes um very few of mine are physical it's mainly sonic and halo and yeah one or two here that have kerry's picked up
0: i might have a couple that are my sons like yeah. train simulator and lego and they're all on game pass now so we yes. just plays them on that
1: I don't know. It is it is worrying that, like, even on the 3DS store, I haven't bought an awful lot, but I've probably bought six or seven games. Now, that's yeah, a, got couple a couple of hundred pounds invested in it that I won't be able to access. Yeah. That's why all my Switch games, with the exception of Stardew Valley, I think is the only digital game that I've purchased. Everything yeah. else is physical. And I can I can totally understand why. Yeah. Just really quickly with you mentioning Game Pass there. Surprised that you managed to get all the way towards the end of an episode without <laughs> mentioning it, to be honest. But they're bringing a couple of new games across, including Blink's The Time Sweeper. Do you remember that?
0: Very, very... It was supposed to be Microsoft's next big mascot to yes. do battle with Sonic Mario and, Mario and Sonic, and, Sonic yeah. and Crash. No, it said it was the Master Chief. The Master Chief became... The uh, the mascot,
1: yeah. But he's coming across, and Crimson Skies is coming to Game Pass. I I genuinely wow. thought that was already in Game Pass.
0: I wow, but it's not going to be online, which, it, which won't me. The same. it
1: won't. But remember, if it's got a LAN play option, true, yeah. could, true, could link it up, and it. I'm sure it was split screen.
0: Yeah, it's just it's not this. It's one of those titles that. It so deserves Xbox Live.
1: We've mentioned it in the past. I remember playing it online and having fun because it was one of those games that even like an absolute beginner could probably pick up a kill here in the. You know, if you were if you were in the right place at the right time,
0: yeah, it's an arcade dog fighting game.
1: Uh, well, I think that's all we've got for this episode. It is. Uh, we've had a fair bit of news. I feel like
0: yeah it's been a bit of a busier week this week hasn't it yeah so thanks valve, <laughs> yeah, thanks, valve. <laughs> <laughs> so as usual if you've enjoyed the podcast please give us a review subscribe and have a look at our patreon page
1: if you could spare just a couple of pounds so that we can get a couple of cans of monster just to get us through some of these episodes that would be extremely extremely welcome Failing that, as Phil just mentioned, a review would help tremendously. Plus, if you've got any weird friends that like this sort of podcast, send them a link. Absolutely. Well, that's it for this episode. If you'd like to see more information on anything mentioned during this podcast, you can visit us at retrogamingdads.co.uk You can also support the podcast and get ad-free episodes at patreon.com forward slash retro We've been the Retro Gaming Dads, and we'll see you next week. Since it is starting to rain, you know and we're going to be stuck indoors even longer. As if the last year and a half wasn't bad enough. What? What about a new strategy RPG to pass the time?
0: Yes, say no. It's thirty years old. We've just never seen it.
1: Well, no, the the game that I was going to mention Super Robot Wars Thirty is new because it's well, not out yet.
0: <laughs> okay, yes, but the actual series has been around for 30 years
1: Yeah, is that, more what I meant no that's fine just be pedantic while I'm trying to make a nice you know yeah. trying to flow into each each bit of the uh, podcast but no no you, you just carry on being pedantic that's I fine I will I will okay then how about a not new new entry in a series <laughs> that we've never had in the west before is that perfect. any better for you perfect right <laughs> you ruined that <laughs> Do you want to
0: do that little intro again?
1: Yes. I thought it was actually quite good and no, Phil comes in, ruins it.